Hey, 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 everybody. Welcome to Mailman Podcast. Welcome, Sean, uh, to Mailman Podcast. Uh, everybody, today we have Sean, who is um, the most experienced uh, guest we have ever had. He has worked, I think, 18 years at BPC and now has his own consulting firm where he helps other businesses. We are going to learn everything about him, about his journey, uh, what does he do, any mistakes that he has made, any whatever his learnings are. So let's get started. Sean, in a couple of minutes, maybe, why don't you tell us what do you do? Who are you? Right, already, I'll contextualize this again um, in the sense that I'm not used to being interviewed. So okay. talking about myself is not something I do, and I'm more desperate to ask you you questions about what you do. But but I have agreed to this. So um, I kicked off, I grew up in Blackpool, which is a sort of um, tired uh, but rather lovely seaside town in the north of England, uh, in the northwest of England. I ended up working for a bank, a lot in between, many years and 20 years in between, but ended up working for a bank in the city of London for a few years. Then uh, sort of ended up being around just before the, the, the kind of birth of the internet working in telecoms. So there was all these things that I was expecting to come like now okay. and next year. And I would, you know, throughout the early 90s, I was like, we'll, we'll be there soon. And then the internet came and kind of changed everything. I set up a business which was involved in, in uh, installing kind of telecoms boxes into companies. Um, okay. Then probably before your historical business knowledge, Mohit, being, okay. given your age, I would imagine, there was a telecoms crash in the early noughties, 2000, 2001. I then looked at, you know, where we were as a company. We had 30 staff. We were turning over over a million pounds. Um, but I looked at the company and decided that this was going to be a mess. I'm okay. trying not to swear. I'm a very sweary man normally. <laughs> and I'm trying to just not do that. But um, okay. So, yeah, so we ended up coming out of that business. And basically, throughout that time, I'd been involved in the sort of early stages of streaming media, as we used to call it, okay. uh, many okay. years ago. So Real Audio, uh, Microsoft uh, had their products as well, and, and, and many others. And I was just fascinated by that area. Also, from a child, uh, used to listen to the radio all the time. So um, before we had all these channels and the internet, I'd be listening to the World Service, you know, often through the night as a, as a child. And I was just captivated by what audio could do. So wanted to work at the BBC, wanted to do audio, ended up uh, having to sack off the business and move away from that. Okay. Trained to be a journalist, got to the BBC, and I've spent sort of 18, 19 kind of, you know, happy years making audio, and making radio. Uh, fantastic. So uh, correct me if I'm uh, misunderstanding. So this business of telecom, this was your own business or you were working in some other business? Oh, yeah. No, I, no, I set that up. I founded that oh, wow. uh, from uh, above a, a chip shop. I don't know if you know what a chip shop is, but it's... <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. Fish fish and chips, fries, okay. basically. Okay. Okay. Let's call it a fry shop, which is, you can imagine, a, a rather smelly place above a place that's frying food all day. Uh, but we set up a business there initially from home. And yeah, six years later, we had 30 staff turned over £1.2 million. But then this enormous tsunami of telecoms failures started happening. Yep. Uh, and I just realised that, you know, to stick around in that was probably not a great idea. And also, I've got to be honest, I love business and I'm really um, excited about all aspects of business. But at the time, running a business six years in you know what i mean here mohit yeah, i guarantee yeah. it you give everything to it you don't take yes. a lot out 
and it doesn't give you much back sometimes you know yes it's it's all about the future it's all about getting you know stacking it away building the business and um it was a natural break so yeah i, I decided to do something else after it uh, was this the first business that failed yeah i mean it didn't i mean in the sense it it, it, it failed in the sense we stopped trading yes. but i didn't you know i lost a load of money Got obviously uh, but nobody else did but we had to close down but yeah no i've only really done one business i've, done, I've run a social enterprise for five years but no luckily i've not had a what you might term a failed business i've kind of closed them down at the right time i hope i thought i can totally relate to you a short story so i remember only two times when i have cried in my adult life uh, one was when i had my first heartbreak and second when i had my first company fail uh right. these were yeah. these these were two times and uh, i know how personal it is especially when it is the first time you have you give everything uh you read all the books you try to uh, do all the right things and then still uh some things just don't work out uh, okay so you mentioned something about your love you're oh, gone gone you were saying something no no i was just i was just going to say the within the telecoms world and and also the business world i think and across the globe you know that telecoms crash Yes. And I think it was too, my memory is terrible for dates but I think it was like 2000 2000 yeah I probably think. 2000 was you know cataclysmic for the telecoms industry and it it laid waste you know thousands of jobs and and thousands of companies and you know we've seen others since now and it and it's sort of it's amazing actually the number of uh, kind of disruptive changes that the bin yes. now I could see the disruption was going to be IP, IP telephony and i was mm-hmm. really into as we used to call it you know voice over ip yes. just phone uh-huh. calls we call them now okay. <laughs> um, okay. <laughs> but you know in in those days you know you didn't put voice calls over the internet so i saw a lot of kind of future in that but at the end of the day i sort of got to the point i think i was probably maybe 30 31 i just got to the point where i wanted to do something else you know i really needed to do something else something more creative i was enjoying the creative side of business and making content even back then although there was no internet to show it on um than anything else fantastic you mentioned something uh, about your love for audio what was exactly that i mean creating audio content or something else yeah i mean two things really one was i was kind of a hyperactive child and i didn't sleep as okay. much as other children so i i had a a little what we used to call a transistor radio and mm-hmm. um it had a Uh, a kind of a you know an earplug one earplug so you yes. could hear in one <laughs> ear in mono and i used to just listen to that all the time and the, i learned so much about the world and different cultures through bbc uh oh, through wow. the bbc world service which is you know maybe something you're, you 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 may have heard of but it, it's it's a service that stretches across the globe and it brings in yes. stories from all around the world so so that was the first thing that i found i was just intrigued by and fascinated by radio and then okay. uh, doc- documentaries and audio documentaries but then in my teens i got into music so um okay. then i was into you know playing in a band recording bands and then obviously all these new electronic synthesizers came in and it was like this whole world of like digital and music and sound that just kind of blew my mind but then weirdly in my early 20s i went to work for a bank in the city <laughs> you know <laughs> for, for a number of years um so there was always that fascination though with audio with sound with how you made it you know from a practical point of view if you're in a band you need to record yes. your music so yeah. i was always interested in that 
Fantastic. What do you think of uh, uh, audio disruption disruptions these days? I mean, have you heard about this thing called Clubhouse or any other sure. similar things? Yeah, so yeah. No, I'm on. I'm on. I'm on Clubhouse. Um, I, oh. You know, I, I nip in and out of rooms rather than try and flog my services in any way because there's a lot of that. But I've I've been involved. I've listened to quite a lot of really interesting discussions. I don't know if Clubhouse will be the platform in the end for this because I think. I think we would we are all conscious that we like the spaces that we inhabit digitally and actually if a clubhouse feature were to come which it has to Twitter or to somewhere yes. like that we all some of us may feel more comfortable in that space yes and be able to sort of pursue the conversations that we might want to do but yeah no I'm I'm intrigued by that I'm intrigued by actually the way that audio you know it was expected it was the buggles song which you may or may not have heard <laughs> okay. of called uh, video kill the radio star which kind of implied that okay. now we've got pictures and their color yeah. and they move you know we don't need the audio stuff but what's amazing about pod- yeah yes. what's amazing about audio is actually you can get a much better you can tell a much better story you know okay. pic- yes. pictures yes distract from the story pictures videos distract from the music for me so yeah that's my audio can i tell you my uh, uh, two mm. uh, thoughts on audio so i've been fascinated by audio for about last couple of years not so uh, this was before clubhouse and i'm a huge podcast listener so what Let's i see. really like about audio books and podcasts is that they do not require to use your hands and eyes you can have your ears consuming something while your hands and eyes are doing something else and somehow it's not that you miss out on something i don't know why because uh, something is right like something is speaking right inside your ears so you also mm. register that as well as you get something done i absolutely love audio for this reason because it's uh, amazing yeah yep most people consume music uh, while working out and this and that uh, i somehow um, got addicted to podcasts in about 2013 i was like doing some research on my startup idea when my first company failed hey what we can do and i realized sure. podcast is a growing industry in 2013 and then i started listening to podcasts and there was this podcast called serial i think which was uh, amazing yeah yeah yes. so uh, that's that's how i got into it Bef- so okay before i go into more uh, questions i see something behind you which is color coordinated books <laughs> yeah <laughs> what is that i mean no. uh okay <laughs> I, i'm not responsible for this let's be clear okay. basically we did this room up we bought a a a, a new house and gradually over the last couple of years um okay. we bought a different older house uh, and over the last couple of years we've been doing it up so we finally got to this room which is kind of an office and you can sit and whatever in it as well and we needed some bookshelves so you know a trip to ikea brought them back okay. i'm not really a big book reader because okay. I consume audio much easier than I consume books. Yes. And that's a yes. learning thing, that maybe a male thing, I don't know, but I I I'm not a great reader of books, but my uh better half is and my daughter is and all okay. my children are, so we've got lots of books and my youngest daughter uh, because we've been furloughed here in the lockdown, you know, you you'll know that yes. story. She's been with us since last March. Um okay. uh came back to live with us as it were she was, you know, left home. and uh, so she um, in a, in a, in an ocd quality that i can only admire and support <laughs> she okay. color coded the books oh, and i think they look uh, great 
Oh, I love it. I mean, uh, I have heard about these things on some subreddit and on Twitter, but I've never seen um, with my eyes before. So I just wanted to, I, I'm curious. So if you ever have to find a book, uh, does it make it easier because you kind of remember the color of the book so you can directly reach to that shelf or uh, this is mostly for the aesthetics? Yeah, I think it was pure aesthetics. Okay. I mean, I, I did I did mention the fact it'd be a lot harder for them to find any books. Okay. I mean, there's these <laughs> shelves. We've got some shelves in the other room and we've got boxes. And, you know, okay. I've bought lots of books and I have read books over the years, but it's just not okay. really my thing. Now I've got, got audio and podcasts. Oh, yes. Know. I, I just Absolutely. listen to books. That's, that's how oh. I consume it. So purely Perfect. aesthetics, I'm afraid. A shallow but true answer. <laughs> oh, let me tell you let me tell you one thing quick thing sure. in the Go very on. early days of the streaming media thing when i first went onto the internet which would be about 95 i think okay. when you could use a dial up and, and get in i came across people um using real audio back then to literally broadcast from the bedrooms and oh, wow. they were talking about stuff it was a guy called ken rakowski um and he was talking about tech news and all the stuff I was interested in. Uh, anyway, I ended up connecting with Ken and we, we, we sort of, I can't remember, it was the late 90s. At some point in, in the late 90s, we ended up um, what, you'd, what you'd call a podcast, do a podcast. We called it narrow casting then because oh, nice. there was like, there was broadcast, you know, yeah. the BBC oh, and yeah. NBC. And yeah. we called it, we, you know, the industry then called it narrow casting because the thought was, you know, maybe people could make audio themselves and others might listen to it. And, you know, it's more than 20 years later. That's a bloody long time to take to get <laughs> to this point, Mohit. May I tell you, it's been a long time coming. Absolutely. We're in this amazing world where it's everywhere, it's instant, and everybody can make it. Oh, great. So you would just put up a uh, transmission antenna maybe uh, on top of your terrace or something and this just broadcast to a local region. Was that it? No, no. Um, in, in, if I can remember the year, it'd be better. But about 98 or 99, we used to do um, programs. So there was a, a, we used to stream them in real oh. audio. Real audio was a kind of, uh, was a, uh, all these work. Yeah, it was it was like okay, um, an audio it. player. It was an audio player, so you could download MP3s and play okay. them. But you could also um, stream, you know, at very low bit rates. I'm talking oh. 14 kilobits per second. I'm talking 28. You know, it's like it, it was just oh, wow. an amazing sort of wild west time of people doing stuff oh. like that. Oh wow! Um, Twenty years from real audio to clubhouse. Yeah, and it's just. It's totally. It's just absolutely remarkable. And whereabouts are you, Mohit? Where am I talking to you from? Uh, sorry. Where am I talking to you? Where are you? Where are you now? At okay, the moment? I, I'm. I'm in India, the capital of the country, Delhi. Brilliant. So here am I, talking to you in yes. India. We can hear each other. We can see each other. We're both recording good audio. I mean, it's just. This is absolutely. remarkable. Absolutely. I mean, uh, I'm amazed almost every single week by a few things that I see, in the, see on the internet. I mean, uh, a few months back when I was uh, looking at all the things that people were doing with GPT-3 uh, AI, I'm not sure if you are aware of it. So basically it's an A. Oh, you are? No, so, no, you better uh, explain the, the uh, okay. AI I'm familiar, but what's the yeah. GPT? 
So GPT-3 is uh, an AI model, an AI system that uh, this company called OpenAI built. So, was, so this GPT-3 has crunched almost all the publicly available information on the entire internet. All the Wikipedia pages, all the GitHub code, all these, or uh, uh, wow. every blog, everything that it could find. And now when you give a prompt to it, so you say, uh, tell me a story about a barber who lost his thumb. Again, a random story. This GPT-3 model will generate a unique story for you just by understanding why, uh, like the context of barber, thumb, a story, uh, just based on the knowledge that he has acquired from the internet. I see. So, so this is some sort of, do you mean like a storytelling AI? It is anything. And it, so if you just say, write me a computer program to do this, it'll write you a computer program. You tell it, uh, hey, wow. give, me some, yeah. uh, give me some video uh, ideas it'll give you some video ideas. It'll tell you everything. And these things do not exist. If you try to look for these ideas, like on the internet, they'll not be there. This machine has just learned to make some connections between various other parts and then just uh, make something, generate something for you and give it to you. Amazing. Uh, again, who, who controls this machine then? Who's, who's, got, uh, who's got this AI? Yeah, so this is a company called OpenAI. Uh, it has this machine and they are very diligent about who gets access to it. I mean, they say if uh, this is possible, it can be misused. I mean, somebody can create a human-like fake news article. Yeah. It'll sound like a human has written it. So they, they are uh, giving access to this uh, AI through uh, API call, but they have their due diligence process. Um, they ask you a lot of questions. Why do you want uh, the access to it? What do you want to do with it? And then they do it. But I mean, now the point is somebody has proven that this thing is possible. And now there are 7 billion people. Somebody, a couple of people in some basement, in some part of the remote world, will be doing the exact same thing because everybody has access to open internet. I mean, anybody can yeah. do it now. That is what's so amazing about it. Yes. Sean, uh, absolutely. So coming back to you, coming back to what do you do right these days, you run a consulting firm, uh, Bentley McKinty. Uh, Bentley right. is your partner or? Mike okay. Bentley. Yeah, absolutely. Okay. Uh, so what do you uh, do uh, in this organization? How do you help other companies? Okay, well, what we try and do is, um, well, what we have done in the last over the last couple of years is basically, you know, our tagline on, on, on our uh, very uh, gentle website is we help you sell. And I guess okay. we do it in two ways. So my, my partner, Mike Benley uh, in Benley McGinty is, uh, has got many years experience in sales and uh, being the sales director of a company that he exited from a few years ago very successfully mm -hmm. he gets how sales work he gets how the structures work the people the culture he understands that and he's really good at kind of getting in and uncovering that and getting momentum behind sales and mm -hmm. what i do is try and fit in the sort of digital touch points so I look at, um, you know, I do look at the story of the company and okay. okay. overused words, but, you know, kind of what the purpose is, how they project themselves. Does their business strategy fit in with their digital strategy? So often it doesn't. Um, so that's the kind of thing we do. And the idea is that they increase the sales and we get paid. Oh, fantastic. Uh, so you mostly help the enterprise companies who sell to enterprise? Got it. Makes yeah, sense. Absolutely. And this is one thing that you do um, these days. There's nothing else that you have your. No, I still I still okay. work for the BBC. So I do. Oh, okay. I mean, basically, my week um, coming to the, the sort of the other part of this chat is um, I do three days work for the BBC, and then okay. um, the rest of the time 
I uh, work, I do work for Bentley McGinty. Oh, got it. And what does your day look like? I mean, uh, maybe you can tell what does your three day look like when you are at BBC and then what does your other three days look like then when you are at your own consulting firm? It's just changed so much. I mean, for, for okay. 18 years of this, I'd have told you I get up, I go in the yeah. car, I go to, to, you know, the studios, I go and interview people. But obviously the last 12 months that's changed. So I, there's one day a week, sorry, not the camera. There's one day a week when I go into the BBC studios to present a okay. programme called BBC Introducing Lancashire, which is a new music programme. Lancashire okay. is the county within which I live. Okay. My town is where I live is, is Blackpool. The other two days of the week now, I report on one day. So I do sort of, um, you know, news reports into the radio okay. station on one day. And on the other day, I uh, do interviews and preparation for the programme that I, I do on a Saturday. So those are my three BBC days. Okay. You know, incredible technology sat in front of me now just to make that happen, to broadcast live from home, to to get good audio from remote Zoom calls. You know, this is the stuff yeah. that I've been doing over the last yeah. 12 months. And that's been a, a really interesting thing. And it's changed the way I work a lot. Yep. In Bentley McGinty terms, we have, um, we've still been working with companies throughout okay. really at times when we could meet we've met and when we can't meet we've done it via zoom and in other ways so yeah i'm still still working all the time but again um so you spend eight hours at uh, bbc and about eight hours a day at your own consulting firm is that it yeah i guess so although i'm not uh, you know another part of what i do is that i, I do you know when i when i left the city and set my own business mm -hmm. up there was such a freedom there and i appreciate that freedom okay. still now despite having sort of two employers almost and my freedom is the freedom to do stuff that i enjoy doing so i enjoy making radio for the bbc and i enjoy helping businesses improve their sales and improve the way their you know, digital offerings yeah. look uh, for the for the rest of the week so to answer your question it's not eight hours a day um it's as it's you know whatever it takes to get the job done Got but it. luckily i really enjoy my work so if it's not doesn't feel like work then it's fine okay okay so uh, this is this is an incredible answer uh, sean so now i have a follow-up question so uh, you have two things where you have divided your time but i'm sure given your experience given your network there might be a dozen things every month trying to grab some attention uh trying to uh have you a part of something else how do you decide to say yes to something or how do you decide to say no to, some, no to something? Well, I get, because of what I do, because I present a new music programme, which involves, mm -hmm. you know, hundreds and thousands of artists sending their music and their managers and their agents. You know, there's a lot of people that will be yep. con that contact me for, for lots of things. So to, to come to kind of, if, is, do you mean like in a productivity sense or like mm -hmm. how I, or do you mean how I decide yes. whether I do it or not? Yes. Productivity wise, Yes. You know, I, I just, I'm inundated with emails. Well, I either can or I can't, but the way I manage the process historically, I think my, my life has been in Google since, or in Gmail and Google since about 2005. Okay. So everything I've ever produced since then, document-wise and email-wise, is kind of in there. And okay. when I was running the business, I had an A4 book, you know, kind of book this big. <laughs> Okay. And every day I would write my to-dos in it. Oh, you know? wow. And, and, and every day at the end of the day, 
this is this is productivity before software kind of thing <laughs> and every day at the, and, and then you prioritize i had a little system and not color coding okay. exactly but i had a system and then every okay. day at the end of the day i would dupe them over to a new page for the next day the stuff that i needed to do that i needed to follow up that i maybe hadn't completed and i used that for years in the business and then when it uh, i think i got a scion at first a scion organizer which is like a really old pda type thing and okay. um started using the kind of calendar functions to to do productivity okay. anyway once 2005 hit i started using gmail so i okay. could i could snooze things so an email comes in i can go right i can't deal with that now i do want to deal with it later that's when i'm going to set the side time aside to deal with it and so oh, no. i didn't need a calendar entry or a diary or a book and that was kind of a neat way of doing it but there is i'm a little tiny bit ocd okay. and having notifications within gmail sat there that there's 30 emails that i've not looked at i did <laughs> find troubling so genuinely okay. i'm not just doing this as a as a plug for the product you make mohit but when i heard about your product on a podcast i'm really sorry i can't remember which one nobody um, but somebody was talking about it somewhere on a podcast and i thought that sounds really interesting i'm going to try it so i did Okay. and i found that being able to schedule emails at times that suited me meant that i wasn't getting as distracted and you know i tend to graze work so sometimes i do swap from one thing to the other okay. but you okay. know there's times where you yes. just need to do that and it yes. needs to be done in 2 hours and so you can't have all that you know stuff going yep. on with yep. emails yep. and whatever so you know mailman has really helped me there hugely and hey, you're not thank, even thank. paying me to say that <laughs> thank i've not thank even got so a much, discount <laughs> thank thank you so much sean i let no, it respond no, to your account in, in from i don't want one no i don't want one <laughs> honestly no i'm really i mean it's listen it's um as as they say in the states we don't use this phrase but it's it's 10 bucks a month right i think that's what yes. is that right yeah that's what i'm paying yes and i think for the for the way i mean obviously it'd be great when the product develops and i'm sure it will and there'll be other things and other ways in which you can kind of help the stuff that people like me want to achieve with it but um for the moment i can switch on my email on and off if i want yeah i don't need to look at it i kind of know that it's queued and i can whiz through quite easily and grab what i need and that's really important to me it just it makes my life faster so 10 bucks a month that's fine i'm 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 so so grateful for this kind of words sean <laughs> uh, searching back to again your productivity thing i have a question do you still you use that notebook or do you use uh, mostly other to do notes or calendar tools to manage your day oh uh yeah no i do i, I kind of what you what i find now is there's okay. less uh, okay so one of the ways in which i used to do this was i send an email to myself we've all done that haven't we <laughs> yes i think <laughs> yeah. yeah oh yes. few i thought it wasn't just me um so it's like oh my god there's the link i need to do that i need to do it tomorrow i'll put it for tomorrow at 8 o'clock that's easy you know so yep. i do i do that kind of thing but then there are you know i've i've tried almost every productivity thing going and i got if i look through this the history of my apps on my okay. iphone i've tried many and actually not many of them have really worked for me because if you have to invest so much time into something when actually okay. all I want is a kind of simple easy way of parking stuff and getting stuff yep. and having it flagged up at me 
So the only thing outside of Gmail that I use is a to-do okay. product. Okay. So I just, at the moment, somewhat ashamed to say, sorry, Microsoft, but I'm using Microsoft to-do um, because oh. of it fits in with what I do. Okay. But it's it's good. I can I can throw anything I need in there and, and have it come back at me when, it, when I, I need to do it. Oh, I think Microsoft to-do is uh, wonderful because I think they have just integrated their old uh, product that they have acquired, a wonder list which was a fantastic right. product. I used to yeah. use it. Oh, absolutely the best. Um, okay, yeah. so talking of uh, uh, managing to-dos, not having too much things to do, focus on these days, when was the last time you tried to form a new habit? Anything that you tried recently? I, I, I mean, I do, it all, I do it all the time, yeah. Okay. Uh, well, my new habit is the change from, oh God, what was I using? Oh, I was using Apple Reminders for a bit. Okay. Uh, because actually they have a location feature, which okay. is quite nice. So when I used to actually get go out of the house and drive places, <laughs> if, if I knew that when I got somewhere, I was going to have to do something particular that was maybe separate from the actual primary task, I'd put it in, in, in Microsoft in reminders and then set a okay. location. So oh, when okay. I got home, it would say, you don't forget to do this before you, you know, make ah, tea or don't yes, forget to yes, do yes, that. Yes, yes, yeah, yes. it was it was really nice. But then in the end, it was just a really crap app. So okay. uh, I just found it annoying. So now I'm using Microsoft to do and it doesn't really do everything that I want it to. But it's fine. I can, you know, with that and Gmail and you guys, I'm OK. So I'm never really settled on my productivity okay. kind of sweet, if you like. But I just like to keep it simple. Oh, nice. Uh, even outside productivity, uh, I mean, any new habit. So, habit could, so, so for example, uh, during the first six months of lockdowns, I realized I have started gaining weight. Uh, you can, I mean, uh, see still uh, uh, some some extra pounds on in uh, on me. I have still lost. Do you understand kilograms? Or do yeah, you I'm fine pounds? with that. Yeah. yeah okay. Sure. So over last five months, I have lost about uh, 12 kilograms, which is about, I think, uh, 20 pounds. I yeah. started gaining weight mostly because there was no move, movement. And then I started forming this habit of uh, at least completing my 10,000 steps a day. And then from there uh, to do a little bit more uh, cardiological exercises, a little bit of aerobics to start losing weight. Anything, uh, even outside of productivity, uh, any new habit that you have tried to form in the last six months, three months? I'm trying to think really. I think I've certainly, um, I've had an Apple Watch for a good Okay. few years not the first mm -hmm. series i always tend to wait but i think it was you know a, a few a year in perhaps i got an apple watch and i do appreciate the closing the rings thing um okay. <laughs> i think that's really that's really yes. neat I'm trying to think anything i couldn't no i mean i don't the only new kind of i guess the only thing i'm trying to do actually more is i, I was paying for an audible subscription for okay. Um, without boring you how it works you can choose choose you know a book a month or whatever yes uh, but I, I had like i think about 30 books stacked up oh damn so okay. i've downloaded them all onto my phone cancel okay. my subscription for the minute <laughs> and i'm now trying to go through them go through all of them okay. <laughs> actually you know enjoy them i take you've heard my dogs they were Yes. They were loud and clear before for you. So it's, I put a book on and I go for a walk with the dogs. I see, I see. The, the, the problem I've got is 
podcasts quite often are information things for me or it's yes. something that I do for work. So I'm, okay. Or politics. I enjoy politics ones as well. But, you know, listening to a story is great, isn't oh, it? Yes. You know, and yes. we should all do that more. Um, yes. I don't watch telly much, t- t- television much. So, you know, yeah, listening to books, that's my thing. But- Absolutely. I mean, those 10,000 steps that I was talking about, uh, those were uh, really, so I was able to complete those steps because there was a good audiobook. I, I got an audible subscription as well. And uh, it was fantastic. I mean, I started listening to some, some fiction of Sherlock Holmes, but then I realized I immediately got zoned out and in another world. And when I got back after five minutes later, Sherlock Holmes was somewhere else. And I took, yeah. then I started listening nonfiction. I started enjoying it because those were the books that were long pending in my reading list. I never able to, was able to find time. But then now mm-hmm. I was taking a walk and then I, my ears could be working. No, I, I, I have the same problem. Uh, I, I end up, I am, I am trying to discipline myself though to okay. not always be thinking about work-related matters. And I think that's, <laughs> that's, what a, that's what a book, sort of a story book is about. I mean, you know, you yes. might be nonfiction, might be gardening or cooking. I don't know. And if that's your yes. thing, then great. That would be, that's nice to listen to probably. But, um, but yeah, I'm just trying to, re- trying to read some books. But as I say, I don't really read books. So I'm trying to listen to a few. That's my thing that I've come across in the last three months for sure. Incredible. Uh, talking of uh, discipline, and not thinking of work all the time. Do you struggle finding work-life balance given you have a family, a dog, and then two companies that you're a part of? Yeah, but I think the secret is making, enjoying your work, isn't it? Okay, yes. Do you get complaints from anybody else that you are enjoying your work too much? Yes, my okay. better half. <laughs> you know, we definitely have conversations about that, but she she's lucky in that she loves her work as well. And she works very hard. She's a, a, a teacher at a school. So, yeah, but we both know that we probably work too much. And I think, to be honest with you, because of this 12 months of lockdowns and no travel and, you know, I don't know what it's like for you guys in India, but it's we haven't been to a restaurant or, 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 you know, even gone away for a few days to a hotel in Manchester in the northwest of England. You know, we've not done any of that. So I think we've worked a lot more than we would, actually. I mean, thankfully, we both like our work. But yeah, I'd, <laughs> I'd like to have a holiday or a break. That'd be good. That'd be nice. I I can understand. I mean, it's more or less the same. Uh, the last time I went somewhere, I think, was in uh, February of 2020. Yeah. Uh, okay. So we are towards the last uh, section of this interview, which sure. I like to call magical section. So if somehow, just magically, I ask this question to all the guests, if somehow magically you got one additional hour every day for the rest of your life, how would you spend it? Unaudible. Unaudible? Doing yeah, what? I'm, uh, Taking a listening walk? To, listening to, yeah, probably probably walking, maybe okay. chopping up some veg for cook, for some vegetables to cook with, you know, yes, I, yes, I, would, yes. I would be, I would, um, I would happily spend another, make myself, discipline myself to spend an hour listening to um, some of the amazing novels that I've never, ever read. I oh, think that would be a cute. nice journey. This is this is beautiful. Could I ask what is that penguin behind you? Is that an astronaut penguin or something else? Let me check. Depends which one. Well, this one. Yes. There's a no, no, this no. one. No, this no, one. the other one. Yes. Well, there's two penguins. Okay. So, we've got a pot penguin. Okay. Oh, uh, that's okay. Okay, that kind of made out of uh, clay. Clay. 
And then we've got this penguin, which is uh, my most favourite penguin in the whole house. And we've got a number of penguins. And oh. I'm going to show you why, right? <laughs> okay. this, this won't amaze you, but I love it every single time. So you know those moments where you need a screwdriver and you never find one? Uh -huh. you, you can't be bothered going to the garage <laughs> to go and get the right one. You're not sure how many attachments oh. you might need for the job you've got. It's, it's, it's tragic but true. It's my screwdriver. And... <laughs> You know, when you're doing audio and, you know, the stuff you've got yes, there, yes, you always yes, need a yes. screwdriver for something. So yes, this penguin does it. Everybody who is just listening to this, uh, let me tell you what just happened. So he picked up a penguin from his bookshelf. He just uh, rotated the head of the penguin and it automatically became a screw. Uh, a screwdriver came came up with a number of dozens of attachments and <laughs> I, I, I'm just not able to control my laugh. I'm so sorry. <laughs> No, no, it's fine. It was, it, it, it was for that purpose. But no, I'm, I'm glad you spotted the penguins. Oh, yes. I mean, uh, so you said this is one of your favourite penguins in the whole, whole, whole house. What's this fascin yes. fascination about penguins? Uh, I don't know. Uh, okay. my, son, my son had a, when he was really young, he's now 28. And when he okay. was really young, he had like a penguin that was like this big, like a... Oh, damn. Kind of, oh, wow. <laughs> uh, like a... A toy penguin, like a teddy bear okay. penguin. Okay. 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 A um, giant penguin. Okay. A giant teddy bear penguin. And I don't know, since then, penguins have been a bit of a feature. We've got oh, a nice. big Christmas light <laughs> penguin as well, oh, wow. which is about okay. this big. So when it's Christmas, we bring out the penguin, plug him in, <laughs> displays the lights. Merry Christmas. It's fabulous. Okay. Hey, who, who's in the room? Sorry, with you. Uh, nobody. Why? Oh, I thought you were talking to somebody then. No, no, that's fine. No, no, I'm just talking to you. Oh, cool. Great. No okay. problems. Got it. Uh, okay, so Sean, if anybody wants to follow along your journey or maybe get in touch with you, just talk anything up to you. Uh, what is the best way to uh, know more about you? Plug anything, your website, your LinkedIn, your Twitter account, any social media, whatever you want to plug. Okay, cool. I mean, the best place to go, if you don't, is bentleymcginty.co.uk. I'll put in the link. I'll put in the link. That'd be brilliant. Yeah. And yep. uh, sort of allied with that is um, something that I want to talk to you about. Not now. We'll arrange it at okay. time in the next few months if you've got the time. Um, sure. I'm just setting up a podcast called Digital Awakenings. So okay. it's digitalawakenings.co.uk. At some point in April or May, there'll be a, a podcast arrive and there's a website there now. Oh, nice, 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 nice. So everybody, uh, and do you also want to put, uh, put something uh, about your personal uh, links, like your LinkedIn or maybe your Twitter, or are you not active over there? Um, yeah, oh no, sure, yeah. It's. I know both of those links. I know both of those links. I'll put in, put in them. Put in Brilliant. Them. Yeah, Twi uh, Twitter is Sean McGinty and LinkedIn is whatever, can't remember. Great. So everybody who is listening to podcasts, the, all the all, all all of these links are in the show notes of this episode. And everybody who's reading the blog post, like you can see the links right here. Sean, uh, thank you so much for taking your time. I thoroughly enjoyed this conversation. Um, uh, I actually have uh, a couple of things that I want to discuss with you probably another time. Again, regarding audio, I have a few things um, brewing up in my head and like I'm experimenting with a few things. I'll again get back, in, uh, get back to you. Yeah, I'd love to. Every Everybody, this was Sean. Sean, thank you so much for taking our time today. Hey, listen, it's, it's a pleasure. Love your product. Hey, thank Keep you improving so much. it. More features. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> I'm paying 10 bucks a month without a discount. <laughs> Come on.
<laughs> Mohit just <laughs> coming in. <laughs> no, okay. genuinely, Mohit, absolute pleasure. I have no idea where in the world you were when we organised this, uh, okay. and, it, and it's it's a pleasure. Uh, it's a pleasure to find you in India and talk to you there. Uh, but oh, yeah, absolutely. I'd be really happy to talk to you at any point about anything. Oh, absolutely! I thoroughly enjoyed it. I absolutely enjoyed it. I cannot tell you how much um, enjoy I, how much I have enjoyed this conversation over the last one one year one hour. Me too. Uh, it's it's been it's genuinely been a, been a real pleasure.